You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to the book of Philippians, and the section is verses 1 through 11 in chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you all are partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul is clearly a joyful and happy and thankful pastor writing to the Philippian church. And I think this is important to understand why he feels this way. What is it about this church that makes him so joyful and thankful? What is it that he hopes for this church in addition to being grateful for what he's seen? What is it that he hopes that he will continue to see? And so I I think just in relation to this passage, I think often about our own church, Canyon Bible Church of Prescott, and we think about uh, the joy that the elders have in leading this church. And so when you when we read a passage like this, Philippians 1, 1 through 11, the, the joy of the pastor uh, resonates with us. You know, I've, I've talked to many pastors in many different locations, and, and when they talk about their congregations, joy doesn't come out. Maybe there's difficult um, situations in the church, there's strife, there's contention, and so I don't think it's because uh, we are doing something so wonderful and we're, we've got this all figured out. We're, we're just experiencing grace from God. And we understand that this congregation that we have, this causes us joy. It really does. And so I hope that uh, many pastors can feel uh, what it is that I feel on a daily basis. Joy, thanksgiving. Uh, this is simply the fact of uh, life for me and for our elders at Canyon Prescott. And so I want to look at what Paul says in this passage and really see why he's so joyful and and what are the things that he wants to see happen in this church uh, in the future. So I want to separate this into two sections. I want to see the reasons that Paul is joyful and thankful and I also want to see his desires for the church. So uh, there are three uh, reasons that he's joyful and thankful and there are also three desires that he has that come out in this passage. First, he's joyful and thankful because of their partnership with him in the gospel. Evangelism is not a one-man sport. It's not just for apostles and supermen and women of the faith. This is something that all Christians are involved in. They may be involved in different ways, but Paul is grateful that the people of Philippi are with him in this desire to see the gospel go forth and to have its effect on the lives of people. And so Paul's rejoicing in their partnership with the gospel. This may have been financial support. It might have been prayer support. It might have been some of them actually uh, working to evangelize themselves. But he's grateful that they are a church that wants to see the gospel go forth. 
And again, that's true in our own church. You see this happening in families and homes and with individuals. They're seeking to see the gospel go forth and change lives. And that brings a pastor a certain joy and thankfulness. Secondly, another reason Paul is so joyful, he trusts God to complete the salvation that he began in the people of this church. Paul is thankful because he knows where their lives end. They end in glorification and God finishing what he started. This is not Paul seeing them converted and saying, I hope this works out in the end. He knows what's going to happen. God, who began a good work in them, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ, at the final day of judgment. God will finish what he started. And that brings Paul great joy because he knows that the people he loves will stand complete in the end. Thirdly, Paul is rejoicing because he and the church members in Philippi are partakers of grace together. There's something about being recipients of God's grace that, that unite a people uh, we all know that we deserve hell, we deserve uh, damnation, we deserve the punishment from God, but we don't get it. It's not going to come to us. We're only going to get adoption. We're only going to get an inheritance. We're only going to get reward and a special relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ as Son. So when you have those uh, experiences, when you have that experience of going from darkness to light, you rally together with those other recipients of light. So Paul is grateful in the fact that they have received the grace of God together. And then comes another section. Paul has uh, not just reasons to be joyful, but he has these desires for the church. First, he wants them to keep increasing in love. He says this in verse 9, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. He wants to see them love each other more and more, love Christ more and more. He wants this love to grow in them. Love is it is in fact something given by God. When we grow in love, we are becoming more and more like Jesus, the ultimate one who loves perfectly. So Paul desires that his church would love better and better as the days, weeks, months, and years come. Secondly, Paul also has another desire for them. He desires that they would live with blamelessness and purity. He wants them to, he, he wants them to be in a place where no charge can stick against them. He wants the pattern of their life to be blameless and pure. This doesn't mean that he expects that they will be sinless. They'll never sin. But he wants the pattern of their life to be blameless. There's nothing that someone can attack them with. No unrepented sin that someone can hold against them. Thirdly, finally, Paul desires that they would be filled with fruit. They would be filled with the fruit of righteousness, he says in verse 11. That comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So Paul earlier expressed a confidence that they would be made complete, but he also has the desire that they would, in a daily fashion, increase in their fruitfulness. So he knows what's going to happen in the end. He knows that they're going to stand secure and stand completed at the end because God, who began a good work in them, will complete it. But that doesn't mean he's just going to sit back, fold his hands, and go, oh, well, I know they'll, they'll, end, they'll end the right way. He also... He knows they're going to end the right way, but he wants them to pursue the fruit of righteousness. He wants them to grow in this. So he knows what the end is, but that makes him all the more zealous to see Christ formed in them, to see the fruits of the Spirit formed in them, the fruit of righteousness. And, and why is Paul wanting all this? It's in the final phrase. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ 
to the glory and praise of God. He wants them filled with the fruit of righteousness, not just so that they can have a better life, not just so that he can say, look at the people I've led and really seek to glorify himself. He wants them filled with the fruit of righteousness because it, it gives glory to God. That's the ultimate reason Paul wants these people to thrive in Christ. He wants them to thrive so that God would be made famous and glorified. This is a great insight into a pastor's joy, thankfulness, and what he desires for a people. This is what pastoral ministry looks like. And we're grateful that we get to experience the same thing that Paul has experienced in the first century. We get to experience it today in the 21st. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.